If you aren't sure where you can get the money from, in this video, I'm going to share with you quite a few options that you could explore. And I'm sure there's at least one that I'm going to share with you that you aren't aware of. Welcome to Wealth Made Simple with Shaz, where you'll learn how to master your money through business, property, and tax-saving strategies. Your host has collectively helped his clients make tens of millions of pounds in additional profits through these strategic approaches to business. Introducing Shaz Nawaz, an award-winning chartered accountant, property tax expert, entrepreneur, and property investor. Let's look at the different funding options available to you as a property investor. Now, the first one that I'm going to start with is using your own cash because that's the obvious one. Now, if you are using your own cash, that's the simplest way of buying property. And that's where most people usually start because they use their own money to pay for a property. Now, if you have enough money to pay for a deal outright, you'll, you won't have to pay interest and you have to go to the process of obtaining finance because that is painful and being rejected sometimes by banks and lenders uh, is also painful however unless you have a large amount of cash sitting around somewhere in your bank account or elsewhere you can likely only afford to do one or two small deals and then you'll run out of money then you've got to save more money what that means is going to be a slow way to grow your property portfolio Additionally, when there are financing options available out there, why would you not want to use those options so you can buy more properties and grow quicker? Why use all your own money? Use some of your money and some of the money from banks and other potential uh, lenders. The second option, of course, is traditional banks. Now we've got four because of the main banks, which is Barclays, HSBC, Lloyds and NatWest, there are others as well, but these are the four big ones. Uh, and they deal with short-term loans and long-term loans. And you can get a bike-let mortgage from them uh, for very long periods. Now, to qualify for a bike-let mortgage from a bank, you need to put down at least a 25% deposit on your property. On top of that, uh, they will want you to have a good credit score. They'll want you to either own a home previously or have good income to support the fact that you can pay for the mortgage. Uh, and budget mortgages are usually interest only and the investor pays for the capital at the end either when, when they sell the house or they refinance or they move it on to their children or whatever has to do with the property. Now many investors choose to do this by selling the property as house prices have often gone up since they first bought the property but different people are different. However, there's no guarantee that the house prices will rise so always ensure that you have money to pay for the loan some way in shape, format or manner or have some kind of an exit plan. Now Bartlett mortgages will not only be suitable for, won't be suitable for property flippers because obviously you, you need short term cash and I'm going to cover that for you in a short while. However, investors who opt for the BRR strategy can use buy-to-let mortgages to refinance their property after developing it initially and pull out their cash and obviously and hopefully pull out all your cash because that's important. You don't want to leave any cash in the deal. You want to use that cash for future deals. Then we've got challenger banks. Now challenger banks uh, are pretty new usually. Uh, they're not as sophisticated and are smaller than traditional banks. Uh, they are also usually, not always, but 
digital only, so they don't have a high street presence, so you can't walk, walk into one of their branches. Monzo, for example, is a challenger bank. There are others too. Uh, and as they are trying to attract customers uh, away from the big four banks, they'll often have lower fees and are able to do uh, your due diligence very quickly and are a bit more flexible on what they ask for. This type of banking is growing in popularity due to its convenience. As it is solely based online or usually based online, all support is too, and you don't have to go into a physical branch for advice if that's what you prefer. And challenger banks will usually have lower limits on the amount you can borrow uh, as they don't have the same level of capital that traditional banks have, so just bear that in mind. So Monzo, for example, will only let you borrow 15,000 pounds. And not all challenger banks uh, have loan packages and even fewer offer mortgages at present although this may change in the future. So if you're looking for long-term finance, they may not be the right option for you right now, but you need to check out what's going on in the marketplace. However, challenger banks are not as well established as traditional banks. They are at greater risk of failing, so bear that in mind. Therefore, it's important that you do your due diligence before choosing which one to seek funding from from your project because you don't want them to go bust halfway through uh, because that would be very costly and embarrassing and difficult for you and we want to make sure we avoid that at all costs. Next, bridging finance. Now, bridging loans are a type of short-term finance. They work incredibly well uh, and they usually last between 1 to 18 months in terms of the loan period uh, and they usually interest only for the period of the loan and then the loan amount is repaid at the end when you refinance, sell or do whatever you do with a particular property. Bridging loan providers will usually lend you up to 75% of the value of your property but many will also uh, cover your development costs. Some give you more than 75% by the way and most lenders will let you borrow up to 10 million pounds so that's significant. Therefore, they are particularly useful for property flippers, uh, buy, refurbish, sell, for example. Additionally, uh, as it is not your own money and therefore you're not limited, uh, you can apply to use one of the multiple developments or you can work on more than one development at any one time. Bridging loans are also useful for people uh, who may be rejected from traditional methods of financing such as bank loans and they are quicker than banks in terms of giving you cash. So for example, if, you, uh, if there's an individual asset uh, that you want to buy and you've, you haven't got the cash but the deal stacks up, you can't get a loan, you can go to a bridging company, get the finance, renovate the property and then refinance it or sell it, get the cash, pay the bridging company plus the interest and keep the profit. Uh, you can also get 100% uh, uh, loans on bridging. This isn't that common, but you can do it, especially if you've got security, if you're well known to the bridging company. Uh, but the interest rates are gonna be higher, a lot higher than traditional banks. So you, you get what you pay for, basically. If you want speed, you're gonna have to pay for it. Uh, and usually if there's enough fat in the deal, then you've got the margin there and it's all okay because you can pay for it. But be aware that if something goes wrong, uh, then bridging will, cost will rack up very, very quickly and you'll have a huge problem. So go in it with your eyes open. We now move on to peer-to-peer -peer lending. Now this is becoming very, very popular. This is where individuals give money to other individuals or businesses and it's usually done online and it's working incredibly well. It's fast, quick, agile. Uh, and uh, works really well. Uh, the interest rates are higher than you'd get from 
traditional banks, but again, you're paying for the speed uh, and you're cutting out some of the costs uh, with that obviously big banks have. So it's something which is picking up a lot in the world of property. Now, there's regular peer-to-peer -peer lending sites where you can borrow money from. Crowd Property is one of them, uh, which specializes in working with property investors. There's many others like Funding Circle, so do check them out. Now, some of them are willing to lend you up to 100% of your project costs, and they usually start from 100,000 all the way up to five million pounds. And they also offer you a range of products depending on what you need and how long you need it for. Uh, it's a good option, make sure you explore it. They don't, however, have a mortgage or have mortgage products right now, uh, so they will be unsuitable for you if you're looking to do buy-to-let investments. But there are other options available to you, of course. Now, as peer-to-peer -peer lending is pretty new at the moment, uh, they don't have access to the same capital that you see with traditional banks. Uh, so they've got less cash available and they might be a bit more picky in terms of who they work with uh, and who they don't work with. So just bear that in mind too. Loans from private individuals. These are loans uh, that a person or an organization may give to you. It can be family, friends, associates, or it could be some an outside investor who's met you, who likes you, wants to give you some money because they want to charge interest or earn interest. A personal loan from a private individual may not uh, have any interest at all because they might just want to help you uh, get on the property ladder like a, a family member. But if you go to a third party, it's going to be higher cost than you would pay to a traditional banks. Now, if you are borrowing from family and friends, be aware, be careful that you have a contract in place so there's no falling out because it's not worth falling out with family over money. Additionally, lending and borrowing money from family and friends uh, needs to be very clear in terms of what they get, what you get, uh, so that you have a, a good relationship going forward. Uh, and make them aware of the risk because that's extremely important. important. Using an investor uh, can be a bit more difficult than family and friends because they'll be asking you more questions and they won't know much about you. So that might take you more time to get your hands on the money, uh, but it's still quicker than what you'd get from a uh, bank, which banks are slow usually. A hunter license, this is a good one by the way. Now, a property investor hunter license is flexible, pre-agreed facility, which is secured against your existing property portfolio, and you can create a pre-agreed facility for you to lend against for future deals. The funds can be drawn down uh, and repaid as you fit and are earmarked for you to use as a bag a property bargain. As the lender is not taking security over the new property, it allows you to buy property that may otherwise be difficult to borrow against. So that's a good opportunity for you. They are typically used by investors buying properties at auction, but they can be used on the open market as well. The properties bought may be in a state of disrepair possibly, uh, which means traditional lenders are gonna stay clear and won't really wanna be interested in, in those types of deals. There are far fewer providers of hunter licenses than there are of more traditional finance methods. Hunter licenses are typically up to 75 or up to 70% loan to value and lenders will allow you to borrow anywhere from 200,000 up to a million pounds. Interest rates are usually lower than traditional bridging finance options. The term of the loan uh, can be anything up to three years. Hunter licenses would therefore be useful for property flippers, but they could also be use useful if you're looking to go into BRR, 
for the initial purchase of the property and then obviously you can refinance and pay off using a traditional lender like on the big four or the big mortgage houses so this if you're not aware of uh, hunter licenses then do look it up now my favorite one uh, above everything else which is no money down here very simply what you're doing is finding somebody as a JV partner and saying let's do a property deal together so let's just keep it very simple you give them 50% of the uplift or the profit or the share in properties you use their money to buy the property then if they've got enough cash available you'd use their cash to uh, if you're doing a, a commercial conversion for example or a new build you'd use their cash then to do the development if you're not using their money for the development you can then go to any of the option i've shared with you today uh, to get the additional cash to the development then you'd sell or you'd refinance if you refinance uh, you then give them half the properties or the, or, the, or the share in every single property but they get 50 percent if you sell you just divvy up the cash 50 50 by the way it doesn't have to be 50 50 you can agree a different percentage i just like to keep it very simple if they're giving the money i think they deserve to at least have 50 percent of the profits now you don't uh, have to always uh, give them uh, 50% by the way, you could pay them a rate of interest. So a bit like bridging finance, you could say, give me your money, and I'll pay you 10%, 12%, 15%, whatever works for you and them to get your hands on the money. You then do the deal at the end, you pay them. Some of them may say to you, can you pay something as you go along, but you can do deals where you pay them at the end. Now those are some of the options available to you and I hope that's kind of opened up some opportunities or it's gonna get you thinking, exploring. And remember, don't just go down one particular path. Uh, you don't know where the money is going to come from. You don't know how long it's gonna take. Uh, financing funding is difficult, is arduous, and it, at the moment, it's taking a huge amount of time. The banks are very, very, very slow. So don't just have an iron in one uh, fire. Basically, go with two or three or four options, explore, see which one works best for you uh, and which one is going to get you where you need to get to quickly because speed is of the essence. Thanks for listening to Wealth Made Simple. You can follow and contact Shaz on the Facebook pages Entrust Property Tax and The Profits Wizard. You can also find Shaz on LinkedIn, YouTube and Instagram. Alternatively, email him at shaz at aa-accountants.co.uk. Build your wealth by mastering money.